Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. On a cold night in Fairfax, Virginia, firefighters were dispatched to a house fire where, on arrival, they were told that everyone had exited the building. The Fairfax County Fire and Rescue Team went in to extinguish the fire, which was in full force with rolling flames and thick smoke. Two firefighters entered ahead of the crew to search the home. As they were turning to finish their search, one heard a voice calling for help. They found a girl behind a closed bedroom door. The interior of the house was burnt and smoke-covered, but what the firefighters saw behind the door was a clean room. One of them said, in a video showing footage from the fire, there was no smoke in the room. It was completely clear. I noticed that there was no soot on her. She didn't have any signs of smoke inhalation or anything like that. She was just completely clean due to the closed door. Most of us are familiar with fire safety tips like stop, drop, and roll, and get low and go. But a decade of fire safety research has shown that closing doors can also be life-saving, especially when getting out in case of fire is not an option. So let's introduce a new one, close before you doze. We spoke with Jennifer Williams, a marketing specialist with the UL Firefighter Safety Research Institute, an organization that advances fire research knowledge and develops cutting-edge practical fire service education. She said, we're looking to create a generational behavior change of closing doors before you go to bed at night. In general, it's not something that people think about, and they certainly don't correlate doing it to fire safety. According to UL, 50% of house fire deaths occur between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m., and 29% of people surveyed did not close their bedroom doors at night. You might think that a closed door would be no match for a house fire, but the difference between how a room with an open door and a room with a closed door survive a fire is dramatic. Smoke moves up and out and fills a room from the top down, so it reaches the floor last, which means it can't seep beneath the door easily. That's why we're taught to stay low in the case of a fire. Firefighters have long understood the benefit of compartmentalizing a fire. A fire needs oxygen, fuel, and heat to survive— Thus, if a fire can be compartmentalized, its spread will slow because it lacks oxygen. If the oxygen supply is cut off completely, the fire may even go out. If you close your bedroom door at night and a fire starts in the kitchen while you're sleeping, you may have enough time to wake up and figure out what to do. This could give you enough time to exit the building or call 911, but it also might give you a safe place to wait for the fire department while the smoke, heat, and toxic fumes remain beyond your door. Also, in a bedroom with a closed door, even when a fire is raging outside, the temperature can remain below 100 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37 Celsius, with carbon monoxide levels at 100 parts per million. Compare that to a room with the door open, where temperatures can quickly rise above 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or 377 Celsius, and carbon monoxide levels become extremely toxic at 10,000 parts per million. Of course, though, if you can get out, do. William says that you should actually close as many doors as possible at night. One reason it's so important is that home fires spread more quickly today than they used to. Forty years ago, we had about 17 minutes to escape a house fire, but today that's down to three minutes or less. We can thank contemporary building practices and synthetic materials for the change. So far, the Close Before You Doze campaign is working. William says that 91% of Americans who have seen the message say they'll close their bedroom doors. The remaining 9% say they won't because they don't want to be separated from children or pets. But for those 9%, or anyone who occasionally forgets, Williams reminds us that other fire safety measures are equally important in the home, especially working smoke alarms. 
She says every home should have smoke alarms on every level of the home and inside and outside of every sleeping room. Be sure they're hardwired together so that if one goes off, they all do, alerting you to a fire anywhere in the home. Ideally, you should check them every month. You should also create a fire escape plan. It should include two ways out of every room and a meeting place outside. And you should practice it. A drill is a great way to teach your children what your smoke alarms actually sound like. Today's episode was written by Dr. Carrie Whitney and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other home safety topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.